0: If you're talking sports, just a matchup. Mickey who was Zizzy, yeah, will be cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. What's going on, everybody? Oh my lordy. The podcast is 40. 40 episodes. <laughs> what are we doing, guys? Uh man, guys, I'm just excited. Like it's crazy to think that we are 40 episodes in, But I mean, we got a lot of t- a lot to talk about after this weekend. We got playoffs, playoffs, and then, uh, well, I guess technically playoffs twice because it is the college football playoff, but the national championship as well to
1: talk about.
0: Um, But let's get into it. Mickey Hines, how you feeling tonight? What's going on? How's the vibe? Tell me.
1: Oh, vibes are always positive. I know this episode specifically is going to get very heated. It's going to show some great things, some bad things. But I'm super excited you said. Oh, Lordy, it's 40. We we made it. Uh, you, uh, listen, listeners are going up. We're getting a ton of interviews in. We're definitely popping. We're getting some stuff moving here forward to, you know, build the brand, if you know what I'm talking about.
0: Absolutely. And it ain't no big baller brand, but it might as well be. I mean, I, mean, I, think, that, I think that our brand is starting to get up there.
1: You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, man. What do you want to talk about? Because I know we had different picks in the uh, college football playoff. We had different picks in the NFL playoffs, So we're going to have some debates here. Uh, which one do you want to start, though, man?
1: Well, of course, we got to go with the most recent, that being Cheyenne's team. But before okay. we even get into okay. Cheyenne's team, you know what we got to do. We got to oh hype some people up. We yes. got to go positive vibes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I want you to I start. I believe I would be.
1: like to start like you were just saying there, Mr. Zizzy. And once again, I'm breaking the rules. I know I'm the one who invent like this uh segment, but of course I'm breaking the rules. And I want to shout out John, Michael, Osley, and just Michael, Michael McAndrew. That is the two podcasters, two Cornell baseball players. They just posted today. That being Tuesday, the 12th of January, the episode where they had me. I talk a little bit about our podcast. We talk about sports. A little dorm room talk where we talk about if you had a secret power. I'm pretty sure it was one of them. And if you were the master at one thing, all fun, good content there. I also want to give out, they're all about peace and love. And uh, they have their own YouTube channel. They have their own podcast. You can check them out on Spotify, and just all you have to do is click in John Michael and Just Michael. They have an awesome YouTube channel. They have a great setup. I remember when I went down there, the setup was amazing at their own little booth and whatnot, but I'm in it, and I'm already looking at it right now. It's already got 27 views, so you know the brand's expanded to other podcasts, so you know I got to hype them up for giving us a little bit of love as well. So I want to say shout out to John Michael and Just Michael, and uh, go check it out. I will also be putting their thing into our description as well. So go hit their button as well. We're, like I said, spreading some positivity today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't checked out their podcast, please do, guys. It's awesome. It's entertaining. It's great. Obviously, your feature episode was awesome to check in on. Um, I wish I could have been able to do that with you. and would have been su- uh, super awesome to get us both on there. But uh, nonetheless, it's been awesome to listen to them and see their podcast grow. I'm kind
1: of jealous of their setup, man. It's it's nice. Oh, so it's nice. nice. The mics, the headsets, and their views are going up. So
0: yeah, you put the uh, the headphones on, you can hear. Oh, looks so looks so nice. So, um, shout them out. Gotta love their message that they're spreading. Um, for me personally, uh, it's kind of just linked to something that's going on in my life. But it's uh, I'm gonna shout out my friend Jacob Watkins, uh, for the hit my person of the week, and that's just simply because I've been kind of looking to fill some extra time that i've had on my hands recently so i've been looking at possibly picking up other jobs or just trying to get busy with other hobbies what whatever else it may be um and i was just having a conversation with my friend jacob and he just pointed out that he's got an opportunity coming up with his job uh, moving forward and gave me contact information to reach out to his manager and his boss and um after a couple interviews, whatever else, it ends up that I've got another job that I'm able to work on at the end of the Woo, All right. I'm excited for that. Yeah, excited for that opportunity and just basically got to shout him out for just being an incredible friend. He's always He always has been since I've met him, so it's been, it's been awesome. And, of course, he's a Ravens fan, so shout out the Ravens for getting that big dub this weekend. Um, we'll see if they can do it against the Red Hot Bills next weekend. But anyway, that's the person or people's of the week here on the Mickey Izzy Podcast. Now, let's get into it, Mickey Hans.
1: Yes, we're going to dive right in. Uh, like you said, shout out to all those people. We're always trying to spread that positivity. If you go back to our last episode of that, it's episode 39 with Preston Peterson, coach Preston Peterson. I'm um, A lot of good positive vibes there. Yes. But we're going to talk about Cheyenne's team, like we were mentioning earlier, that being
0: oh, we're Roll time I'm not even, I'm not going to introduce him as that, man. I can't do it. It's Nick <laughs> Saban's dynasty.
1: Oh, Nick Saban, think about that. I saw a tweet, Yank, that was, and I've done this, so I feel bad. It's where you play NCAA 14 so many times, and you're so good with that team <laughs> that you get bored, and you play as Wyoming or Bowling Green, if you're in my shoes, and try to rebuild an entire school. Nick Love Saban's you. at that point in his life, but he's 69 years old. No pun he's intended yet. Real
0: life, 69
1: <laughs> years old. Are you kidding me? When I'm 70, <laughs> I'm going to be sitting on the couch watching football and – you know, complaining and Nick Saban's out there winning championship, hosting trophies. Uh Nick Saban, man. I mean, the dynasty. Like you said, it's a dynasty. They're nonstop winning. When you hear Alabama, you think football and you think winning. It is so cool to see them back on top with Mac Jones. Uh always behind Tua. I know they're talking about that a ton during the game. And then uh the Heisman winner. G Money Christmas. Talk about a B's, that being Tate Smith. Uh, in the first half, 215 yards with three touchdowns. Yank. My man does not look like a Heisman winner. I saw a comparison of him and Derrick Henry. It's hilarious. you also go find it. But he's a baller. Straight up winner. And uh, 52 points, 50-burger 50 in the national championship, you know, against the number three team. Uh, no doubt, football teams. Uh, go on a rant there, but I'll let you take your thoughts.
0: No, I mean, it's not even a random. I mean, it's all accurate for the most part. I mean, what more can you say about Nick Saban? I mean, seven time national champion, one at LSU, now six at Alabama, time. At so I mean, it's kind of, it's just crazy. It's remarkable. It's been since what, like 2000. 2000- I mean, he won his first championship with LSU was what 2003 or something like that back in the day. Yeah. But with Alabama, it's like 2007 or so, and they've just been dominant or at least consistent in the playoffs in the Final Four. They've been in the Final Four, I want to say, every year that the playoffs have existed. I mean, it, 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 I think it's,
1: maybe not one year, yeah,
0: maybe one, maybe one. But either way, I'm com- I'm still confident without even knowing the facts. That's how I feel about this team right now. Yeah, like you said, one of the greatest college football teams I've ever seen. There were just so many records that were broken this year. Um, I mean, you've got Devontae Smith. I mean, like you said, 12 catches, 250 yards in the first half, three touchdowns, gets hurt, like, injures his hand, can't really catch, doesn't even play the second half. Could you imagine if he had? If they had no.
1: the one? He put it, 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 yeah,
0: it was scary, man. It was crazy to see. But in a single season, he breaks the SEC receiving yards record with 1,850. He's got the reception touchdown record with 23. And you got Najee Harris, who's running the ball for them. And he was running and and tumbling and going hard last night. And then he sets a single season record. He got the 30 touchdowns at one point last night on the season. Like, that's crazy. And then, of course, the man I hyped up at the beginning of the season, Mr. Matt Jones, no, he throws did. what?
1: You
0: it. I'm telling you, he throws the a, a national championship record for you. Yeah, yeah, four sixty-four national tutties. championship. Five tutties with no interception. Like, oh, that boy cold out there. And he set the single season uh, record for completion percentage. Which, if you didn't know that, that's crazy. Seventy-seven, almost seventy-eight percent on the season. Oh, this man's out here four for five on a dime, on a dime. And then you got Alabama as a team. They're just setting the record for scoring almost averaging, basically averaging 50 points a game, 48 and a half. Like the, the team put up crazy numbers. I'm, it's crazy to think that this team follows up the LSU team of last year. Cause just when you think that LSU team can't be touched, now we're sitting here. I like, I don't know. Ohio State came in and played an incredible Clemson team and honestly put a whooping on it. like made, made it look easier than anybody ever has. And we're coming into this game, and even in the beginning, it was back and forth, back and forth, because this Ohio State team is good and they can score. But for for Alabama to take control of the way they did, for Devontae Smith to not be able to be covered, for the Ohio State corners to come out talking smack and then just get rolled over like that, it it was it was impressive. It said it's not even a testament to anything necessarily that Ohio State did wrong. It's about how great Alabama was and. So I had, a, I said the two Heisman winners are going to be too much for
1: anybody to handle, and that's what happened. Totally said it, too. Uh, it was, a, you know, a dogfight there for a little bit. It was 7-7, 14-14, 21-14. It was going back and forth like a soccer team, and then tie turned. Going off of their quarter, and what is there not to say – about the Alabama team. I mean, everyone was bawling, And we already talked about the dynasty. We talked about He got it. That was amazing. This team. And they just bawled out. Like, these players waited their turn and said, hey, now it's our turn. We won it our freshman year, and now we're going back and winning it senior year, going out on top. Phenomenal stuff. And it. I just feel so bad because the Buckeye, that was my team I projected to win or I wanted to win. Uh, I I don't hate Alabama. You know, they're awesome. They're amazing. But I always like rooting against them uh, for the underdog when it comes to them. And Justin Fields, yeah, he didn't put up a performance like he did. Only 194 for one touchdown. Um, You could tell, though, that Justin Fields was playing so gritty. That kid did not want to come off of the field, even though his ribs probably are broke or something is severely wrong. He came in 95%. I don't believe it, especially when you play quarterback and with a defense like Alabama. You're going to get hit, but the kid was playing through it, and that proves how much of a gamer Justin Fields is, and that's one of the things you don't see on the stat board, and you saw it there on Monday night, and it was so cool to see, and that's definitely going to raise his draft stock. I know he's probably going to end up going to the Jets or anything like that, but the big Shout-out is, first of all, Trey Sermon, the running back, went out. And then Master Teague, who was actually their star guy in the beginning of the year, and then some things kind of flip-flopped. He came alive. I mean, two touchdowns, 65 yards, averaging four yards a carry. Um, He really uh, set them up to at least make it close. I know the final score does not say it close. But he came in and said, hey, I'm the backup. I'm going to go do my job. And he definitely did. So, I mean, Ohio's. I mean, you still put up 24 points. It's not terrible, but it's not great. And I think they have a bright future. They're going to lose some seniors here going into next year. But uh, the Buckeyes put up a fight. But it was just Alabama all day after, you know, midway through the second quarter. It was all them. But it was such an exciting, exciting uh, uh, national championship to watch. And I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that the final score, you know, like, They lose by twenty eight. Like it's a four touchdown differential. Yet it was still just exciting because even just watching what Alabama did was just remarkable. You knew watching that game last night that what they were doing was special, and so like to watch that was cool. And then like you said, even in the beginning, it wasn't like it was a blowout. At least through the first half, through the first half, like Ohio State was giving it. They're all giving it to them. And you're right, Justin Fields took a lot of hits. He didn't really make any crazy mistakes. They just didn't, weren't able to get anything going through the through the end of the game, at least. So um, credit to him. He got them. Basic, he basically got. He can be one of the people that's majorly credited for even getting the Big Ten to play this year, um, let alone be a team. Be the person that led his team to the national championship and potentially could have had an upset, but it didn't go their way. It is what it is. We'll go to another year. We'll see what happens with them. I expect Ohio State to have great recruiting classes. We don't expect Alabama to go away ever. Um, it's just going to be—they're not. Justin Fields will be in the NFL. We'll see. We'll see what happens next year. But it was a—it was a great game. I'm with it.
1: And uh, you know, my last closing points about that uh, national championship was just proving that someone, some NFL team, is going to get so lucky with Devontae Smith. He is, uh, I've already stated it, a baller. He is a winner. And it was so cool to see him on the national stage still go off like we're playing, Madden, like we talked about. Um, Alabama, yeah, they're going to, you know, it's not a a rebuild. It's a reload, and we're about to go back, you know, try to go back-to-back there. I know Clemson's going to be super hungry. Uh, Ohio State's going to try to come out of the Big Ten again. Super exciting things, though, for college football. And I think this whole year that they were able to get through it with, you know, some games played, majority games played on some other conferences, that they got through an entire season with a great matchup, in my opinion. But that's my closing remarks about the national championship.
0: I mean, it's great closing remarks, especially when I can say that I really hope that Devontae Smith ends up a Miami Dolphin. Yeah, and right I can now, see it, yeah. It very, 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 very solid possibility that he ends up at number three. Um, just because of the Jets' situation. I could still see them taking Justin Fields. We know Trevor Lawrence is going number one. If Devontae Smith comes that, hold up, hold up, hold up, I will get really excited. But we'll get into that when we start talking NFL draft in the offseason.
1: Exactly, yank. And before we move on to the wild, super wild card weekend, I have a special announcement to make.
0: All righty, let me hear it, big guy.
1: So here we are. We're doing something else to spread the podcast. We are 15 minutes into this one. And if you are listening right now, I would like you to screenshot this, to take a picture of the screen, whatever platform you are listening on to, and post it on your social media. Say, hey, go listen to the Mickey's Izzy podcast. Shout us out on your social media. And then text me or Yank. DM us, uh, if you need to, the code word. And if you do, you get a chance and put into a pool a selection of all the people who do this to win a gift card. Mickey's Dizzy Podcast will send you a gift card so that you can go to wherever you want with the, with the winner, whatever they get. But all we would like you to do is just share us about. So you go repost the screen, you go repost our podcast, this episode, and then you text or DM us this code word. Yank, are you ready for the code word? Oh, you know I'm ready for the code word. The code word is... Nick Saban, because of his dynasty, because of the Alabama Crimson Tide. So, ladies and gentlemen, you text us or DM us, Nick Saban, and you'll be entered to win a gift card sponsored by the Mickey's Izzy Podcast. Spread the wealth, spread the positivity, ladies and gentlemen. Woo, I feel
0: good. Yeah, and Hey, absolutely. And like we've been saying, we're all about trying to give back, and we appreciate everybody who listens. And we try to do it. We're doing it with NFL Pick'ems, giving out the trophy to Ben Alger. It's well-deserved. We're getting but there with him, too. Want to to yeah, want to continue to try and do it in other ways. So, hope you guys enjoy it. Remember the code word, let's get it. Moving on to the Super Wild Card Playoffs. Let's talk about it, NFL Do you want to talk about the heartbreak
1: scenario? Do you want to save
0: that for the Heartbreak. man? What do you want to
1: do? You know, I had a lot of time to think about this, Yank. And are you ready for my. Oh, don't even
0: say it's not heartbreak. Come on. It's a playoff loss. Of course it's heartbreak. So
1: they did not act like they wanted to be there. I kind of, the defense was trying, trying, (laughs) trying. Seven to three was an entire game. Uh, You know, people always complain about, oh, they're undisciplined, undisciplined, this or that, da, 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 da. So were the Chiefs, you know, the year before they won the Super Bowl, but everyone wants to, you know, knock that. So, I mean, penalties are going to happen. Jumping off sides is going to happen. I'm not going to key too big on that. Play calling uh, wasn't too terrible to that day. Um, Mitch Trubisky was throwing dimes and then when your receiver drops a perfectly laid ball in the end zone for a 60-yard bomb, 50-yard bomb, whatever it was, that hurts. And just looking back at it, you know, well-deserved for the Saints. Their defense definitely came and balled out. Jimmy Graham made a spectacular catch. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Mr. Zizi, it hurts. And we're going to have to make changes for that defense. I know Chuck Regano just retired today. Matt Nagy is there to stay. And uh real quick, I just want to talk about the game. And then I want to talk a little free agents, you know, offseason moves that I think they should personally do.
0: No, go ahead. It's your team, I oh, got yeah. you.
1: But, I mean, Mitch, 200 yards in one touchdown. No interceptions. He didn't play bad, but he didn't play good. Like, he didn't play terrible, and you're blaming it on Mitch. You have to look at off offensive line and running back. David Montgomery, 31 yards, dude, 12 carries. Come on, that's two and a half yards. Like You typically, these past six weeks, i have been averaging four yards a carry. So that definitely hurts as well. And then, I mean, we definitely got Alan Robinson involved with 55 yards, but nowhere near what we needed to do. And the Saints just came out and beat us. I mean, Drew Brees said, hey, I'm not done yet. There's going to be a Tom Brady-Drew uh, playoff game. And Alvin Kamara also was averaging four yards a carry. So, I mean, the Saints came out and won. They played sloppy in Chicago, did not take advantage. So that is so tough to see as a fan. But you know why I'm happy?
0: Why are you happy?
1: The Nickelodeon valuable player of the game is none other than Mitchell Trubisky. He is the first ever Nickelodeon valuable player of the game. He is the youngest player ever to obtain this. He is the only player to win an award when losing. LeBron James couldn't even win a finals MVP when putting up the stats that he did in a finals. But Mitch Trubisky goes lose the first ever Nickelodeon valuable player game. He goes wins that trophy let's go I already ordered my shirt if y'all want it I'll send you the link mitch for Nickelodeon Valuable player whoa tell me he can't get a trophy tuh, tuh. <laughs>
0: uh well there's a lot of things first off like it's not a real award i can't go I'm into not saying that's a really or p f f stats no, it's on his stats I know it's on there i know. i know but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he got the MVP when he left. Uh,
1: shout out, pardon my take, but, but they were all tweeting about it, and it just totally blew up. And Mitch took it by storm. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, anyway, there is that. But I am with you. This, this, this game, in my opinion, and that's why I was saying heartbreak earlier. Is this game, in my opinion, could have been so different
1: if Wims catches up. Oh, it's a completely like, different ball game.
0: it's a completely different ball game because this, I mean, at the end of the day, the saints did still only score 21 points. And like, if the bears score that touchdown and then they're in control of the game, you know, and they can run, they can manage the clock and do the things that they want to do with that defense. Like you never know because they still, again, only allowed 21 points. Like the defense did exactly what they need to against a hall of fame quarterback and elite team. Michael Thomas looked healthy as ever. Like they look, like a the great Super Bowl winning, like potential offense, but they got held up by a great defense for the most part. Uh the Bears only scored nine points, but Trubisky had two hundred yards. He had a touchdown. He didn't have the turnovers. Like they did what they needed to do. Montgomery needed to step up, like you said, but I I, I just don't know. That that catch is the biggest mom- – was one of the biggest momentum shifts ever. Seen. It's crazy because big-time players got to make big-time plays in big-time games, and now I feel like, get rid of them. Get rid of them. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at this point. That that was crushing, and that's why I was saying it's heartbreak. But this does set up a New Orleans saints Bay Buccaneers because we will get into that game as well. But a lot of people as well have said that this is inevitable. We've said this kind of from the jump at some point. So it's going to be a good game moving forward as well. But I just – I my heart goes out to you and all Bears fans. That's really all I had to say about this one.
1: Uh, you said a lot of big things. It was heartbreaking. And the last thing I do want to say about this, you can go check out my Bears recap. Very depressing, putting away the jerseys. Um, no longer cheering on Chicago on Saturdays Sundays. But uh, offseason, Yank, and you're going to be shocked. I said this in the Bears recap. Uh, Chuck Pagano's got to go. He already retired. Boom, square one. Believe it or not, we need to treat Khalil Mack while he's still got some trade value. I'm sorry, Khalil, you're in the I back. you in the backseat driver okay, to okay. Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith is an elite linebacker. He's leading the league top two, top three in tackles uh for the Snow. year. He definitely got some of an all-pro. Um don't put slander on Eddie Jackson. He's definitely staying and whatnot. And do you trade Khalil Mack for either, you know, two offensive linemen and offensive linemen some draft picks? You get him for maybe another receiver or a quarterback. I mean, I really don't know. I'm not getting off the Mitch Trubisky bandwagon. He's my quarterback next year until otherwise told me wrong. I'm sticking on it, believe it or not. I'm going to let, you know, I'm going to ride or die to this place, call me the Oregon Trail, but we're going to ride this bandwagon until uh, some play kills me off or he gets kicked off the team there, Yank. And uh, going back to Khalil Mack, though, uh, you know, no, I'm not putting slander on Khalil. I think he's dominant, great. But this team has to rebuild and do something. We have to get one or two more offensive linemen, and we have to go out and, you know, maybe get one more defender, kind of like a safety slash corner, because we're still great uh, for the defense. It's just I think we can go get other pieces for some other people, kind of like you were saying. But we need to rebuild. We need to have a very good draft. Um, next year, Jalen Johnson is going to be a stud. He's potentially rookie, defensive rookie of the year. Believe it or not, go check out the stats. And, uh, you know, James Daniel will be back. Tariq Cohen will be back. Roquan Smith will be back from that injury and not playing in that game. Like, we had a lot of injuries, and I'm not never going to blame a game on injuries. But uh, trade Mac, you know, get him out of there. And, guess, you know, why okay. he still has trade value and get something for him to move on in the future. Because he doesn't have many years, like, dominant years left.
0: Okay, that, Okay, but my whole thing is the problem isn't the defense. Like, the defense is elite, so why get rid of one of the key players on that defense when all you really need to do is just focus on the draft and maybe pick up somebody in free agency. You pick up one more star receiver, which you can easily do. Darnell in Moody's is as as well, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, well, Darnell Moody, no, and there's been many routes that he's broken a corner off or a safety off this year, and we've seen that, that he just hasn't been found by the quarterback. But – that that'll that'll change going forward but still i think you guys could have used another receiver regardless of how moody develops uh and then yes the o-line needs probably a little bit of help still as well but that's really all i feel like you guys need and you guys are still there I uh, I still wouldn't mind seeing you guys go for anor- another quarterback. I know you guys – you're going to be one of the people that is going to still ride the Mitch train. I'm not, like, trying to knock Mitch. I just know if you guys had a guaranteed elite quarterback, it'd be a whole different story. So I don't know how you guys are going to go about achieving that. Um, but we'll see moving forward. That's my take. I think it's more about the offensive side of the ball rather than trying to trade Khalil Mack. Like the defense was elite. They just held a Hall of Fame quarterback to only 250 yards and two touchdowns. That's and like all good game. that's a like it's a good game. No, that's a great game. Like especially in the playoffs, still. But like that's it. Like they only like that was all that their offense really did. So I don't. I don't really know. I don't really – maybe. Uh, you know more we're going
1: to talk about it all, you know all offseason and whatnot, but that's my early offseason moves. Uh, Santos is the GOAT, though, beating some of Robbie Gold's uh, record. So we finally got a kicker. That's nice. We just got to get our other pieces rolling. But moving on to another team, I know we had to talk about that game, the Nickelodeon Value uh valuable player, MVP, first ever. Uh, but, yeah. Jeez. Moving on here, I'm going to go to a game that was very, very shocking and that being the Cleveland Browns, who I actually picked to win. They came out, scored 20, what, eight points in the first quarter? The first fumble yeah. snapped over Big Ben. He's called Big Ben for a reason. He gets snapped over by Mike Pouncey, who's a all-pro center. Um, but, you know, Yank, ever since you put slander, you know, put a bad word on Baker Mayfield, my man has just baked in a little bit of shape because he went 263 for three touchdowns. And you can't forget about that dominant running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's so phenomenal. See, Jarvis Landry also had 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are no longer the Cleveland Browns. Everyone's hyping them up. They're all excited. They're no longer the doormat of the NFL. And to beat your rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who started off as 11-0, and the worst 11-0 and team ever in history, to, and then they went 1-6, including the playoffs, is terrible. But if you really look at it, Yank, um, you know, the defense balled out. Cleveland's defense solely won that game, and they still gave up 37 points because Big Ben, potentially his last game, Yank, 500 yards and four touchdowns. But you know what killed him? The four interceptions. Looking like Mickey Hines and our of Madden course, Uh That's so tough. I mean, four touchdowns, 500 yards. That's spectacular in any other day of the week. But I mean, those four interceptions definitely killed. I mean, Juju and Deontay Johnson both had 100-yard receiving games. And the running game was extinct. I mean, James Conner, shout out James Conner, but he only had 30 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, the Steelers played really well on offense. 37 points, you typically win a football game. But uh, the Cleveland Browns said, no, no, no. Kansas City, Red Kingdom, here we come.
0: Yeah, I mean, first off, I want to get it. Like, let's clear the air. I I enjoy Baker I know Mayfield. You I enjoy watching. Yes. Like I enjoy watching him. I know that I put Slant on his name. I was just worried. All right. He was not p- playing up to what I thought his potential was. They were struggling. And I thought if he continued to play that way, he was a game or two away from being benched. And you're right. He had to have heard me. <laughs> he had to have probably heard the ninety-five plus other podcasts and the mainstream channels <laughs> in the world that were saying pretty much the same thing but either way the man comes out there's three touchdowns over 250 yards like oh, it, I mean it's it's fun to watch because he's got the swagger he's got the attitude Cleveland Brown's 28 points in the first quarter you go out 28 nothing you better hold on to that lead and I was starting to get nervous for him because you know, like Steelers started scoring a lot of points. Obviously, they kind of kept the gap. Everything it wasn't ever necessarily like super close, but you, you worried about it at one point. At least I did for them, because that would have just been that would have just been another crazy story for Cleveland to have to occur. But I'm glad they got the win. I'm glad this is basically like we've said, the new America's team. Um but they get the win. The team looks great, and they beat the like you said. Probably will go down in history as now the worst ever eleven team to ever start in NFL history to now finish one and six on the season, including the playoffs. Um, Big Ben tearing up. I'm not sure if that's signs of like maybe his last season question mark. Yeah. I don't know if he was just emotional because of that, or for, or if it's just because. I mean, you're a competitor and you can get emotional. Like, Like I, I do understand it, but I, I'm not sure. I kind of took that as maybe this could be, mean a little bit more than just a playoff loss
1: for Big Ben. Right. Maybe it's the end. Yeah. The and, end, losing uh, to Cleveland that, in the playoffs. 500? I mean, 500 feet ain't bad to go out on.
0: I mean, yeah, but four, four interceptions.
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right.
0: I mean, yeah, like... At the same like I don't know how to say it, but Ben Roethlisberger was the MVP and the worst player for the Steelers at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean so. uh, it's gonna be crazy. Uh we've always think Pittsburgh Steelers we think uh oh wait not um like Pittsburgh, we think Big Ben as a quarterback. Sorry, uh little uh brain fart there. We think Pittsburgh said Big Ben if we don't see him in uniform next year, that's gonna be crazy to even just think about. And you know, that's with us getting older. You know all these other people get into the Hall of Fame and whatnot. Like wow, I watched them as kids. So I mean, the Steelers have, I think, a lot to do. Mike Tim Timlin, you know, he has a lot of talent there, but he just needs to put it all together.
0: Yeah, I mean, they'll they're still. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have a great coaching staff. Oh. They still have great talent. They're going to be fine moving forward. It's just, I I just don't know what happened as far as the collapse. So. Um, they got beat by the better team. The Cleveland Browns are moving on, and the Cleveland Browns are going to have an intense matchup. But we'll we'll talk about that here in a moment. But I, I'm good on this one. You got any last takes?
1: Uh, no, not about that one as well. Um, I'm just kind of interested to see where what what game you want to talk about next. Moving here in the well, wild we
0: card week. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Um, we'll kind of stick in another upset. We'll stick with the upsets yeah. so and we'll go back to that. Yeah, and we'll go with the Ravens Titans. Um, it's an upset by seeding, but, you know, it. you never really knew. This one was a toss-up, I felt like, going into this one. This was one of those games that was a toss-up. Um, they both have defenses that can show up on any given day. The Ravens have Action Jackson and that whole offense and the reigning MVP, all that going on. Um, and then the Titans, obviously, have King Henry, Tannehill, A.J. Brown. Like, it, it was going to be a good game coming in, and it definitely was. But you go ahead and start it off, man.
1: I mean, all the things you just said, and I mean, you can say um, upset and whatnot, but I'm just interested to see, like, where you go on from this and, you know, why you're convinced about it. So, I want you to actually take the lead here.
0: What do you mean by convinced about what?
1: Just about this game. Like, I want to hear, like, why you think they won. Like, I just want to hear, you know.
0: Yeah, well, I mean – I've won, I think they won because of defense. I mean, you limit a team to score thirteen points. I mean, it is it speaks enough, speaks for yourself. But for Lamar Jackson to come out and have one hundred and thirty six yards rushing, and then that one breakout touchdown run, which was just phenomenal, because I mean, I mean, it just shows the versatility. It shows exactly why he was that MVP. He had that MVP season. It shows exactly who this Ravens offense is going to have to be like. This team is going to win, and re- it's going to win by what Lamar Jackson does. It doesn't matter how he gets it done. He just has to get it done. And that's the thing that I think maybe they realize. Like, he doesn't have to throw the ball. They just have to get – he has to get yards, whether it's on the ground. Like, it doesn't matter. Let Lamar Jackson run the offense. And that's what happened this uh, this year, and they ended up winning instead of uh, repeating what happened last year. They would go down 10 points early. they typically and you do it. It. Yeah. Yeah which, yeah, which is typically like not their M.O. They typically get up and then just run the ball and run out the clock. But they went down 14 nothing to the Titans, the same Titans team last year, and we saw what happened then. So they go down 10, you get nervous. But Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense, they showed resiliency, and the entire team stepped up to the plate, and they ended up winning the game. Now, there is controversy in the game when you're talking about them running over and stomping out the logo afterwards like don't get me wrong i'm a defensive player i love it i think that's all heat of the moment like that's all whatever it is but i know some people are going to have some issues sportsmanship wise whatever else with it but uh, i i mean i'm all for i think i think we're just having fun but that's pretty much all i had on it i'm i'm more interested in the matchup moving forward um with the bills and the ravens and we'll talk about the bills game as well but I'm more interested in that matchup going forward because I think that is going to be the true test of like what Lamar Jackson can do offensively because, yeah, did he have 136 yards rushing, almost 150 yards, you know, but he was limited in the pass game, didn't throw a touchdown, threw an interception, and he's going to go against a red-hot Josh Allen oh, yeah. and, and this build-off. It's like I feel like this is going to be the true testament of can Lamar Jackson prove it with – like, I, I know I was just saying it doesn't matter how he gets it done. He's just got to get it done. But I feel like if he doesn't throw the ball, there's no way that you're competing with this Bills offense just because of how hot they are right now. So that that's really my take on
1: it. Got it. The reason why I asked is I'm so happy that you made that uh, remark, you know, your thoughts, because you're right, but you're wrong. Um, no quarterback should really win with 170 yards and an interception. But you know the reason why they actually won Yank. It is because of that defense and because Derrick Henry did not have a game. I just wanted to add to the point that this – Really? Henry should be, what the, what this is why Derrick Henry should be in the MVP talk. Every time he's had a bad game or held under 100 yards, the Titans do not do well. And Derrick Henry is a beast, an animal, whatever you want to call him, unreal freak athlete. And he, you know, at the running back position, is by far the best running back. He definitely surpassed uh, Dalvin Cook. And you look at this offense, and they were kind of lost without him. Granted, they only ran him with 18 times, and Derrick Henry typically likes to run 22 to, like, 25 times. But 40 yards, averaging two yards, a carry. I think Baltimore's defense definitely ate him up, and that is the sole reason why the Titans lost, because they're used to Derrick Henry having 100-yard, 100 150, 200-yard games, and that's been their bread and butter. That's what they were last year. Derrick Henry slowly carried them to that playoff win last year and then this year. He gets stopped, and that was the reason why they lost. And I just want to say, when we talk about most valuable player, like, he's the most valuable player for Tennessee by far. And he is, you know, when you think the Titans, you think Derrick Henry. So that's kind of my take on that game as well. It just proves my point. Now, don't get me wrong. The whole Lamar's never won a playoff game. He definitely earned it. 130 yards on the ground. When he took off of that touchdown, we all commented in our group chat. Boy, got the juice. Like, He just turned it on like he was playing against middle schoolers at recess. Like, it was so cool to see. And, you know, he did command the offense, and I think you are right in that regard, that being give Lamar Jackson the offense and let him go to work. And, you know, you got to rely on that defense just a little bit when, you know, you're not scoring as many points. 20 points is solid. 20 is beatable. But, I mean, that's what I would say. If you get above 20 points, you'll win a football game. Um, that's, you know, my take on that game, and then when they play the Buffalo Bills, I mean, this Bills team is hot, hot. Josh Allen is getting, you know, the swagger talk that he's being compared to Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, um, which I think he, you know, can be, but the Bills are just having fun. They're dudes having fun on the football field, and their defense is running around, and their defense feeds off their offense, and their offense feeds off their defense, and it's an all-around great coach team by Sean McDermott, and it's going to be a pleasure to watch these two teams go at it because I think they contradict themselves just a little bit. But Lamar has to play way better if this Ravens team wants to beat this Red Hot Bills team.
0: Yeah, for real. And, I mean, with the Ravens, like you said, um, I, I think that, yeah, it's more about the defense than it is about Derrick Henry not having the game because I think the reason he doesn't have the game is because of the defense. But, um it does – I think I can say – I can lean more towards the fact that he is that much of the – like he is that much the MVP. Like that much more it the MVP than him. Ryan Tannehill.
1: Sorry to interrupt you there, but like he had no offensive linemen being all pro or pro, pro bowlers. Are you no, I'm not No, like, I'm not talking
0: about for the lead. I'm talking about know, for the yeah. team. Because like I used to knock – I was knocking Derrick Henry all year because I was unsure because – Tannehill wasn't making mistakes. His quarterback rating was through the roof. Like, and there was a few games where it looked like Tannehill was the one that won the game rather than Derrick Hendrick. Um, but every, like everybody has bad games whatever else for the most part that we've talked about in the MVP race. I still am going to always give yep. the edge this season. It's going to go to mm. Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to, but still like, I'm with you as far as, like, the giving him the respect. I don't think that anybody can't give Derrick Henry the respect of this season. If they're not, then they need to rethink that. But I think as far as proving the point of who's the most valuable for this team, yeah, this team runs through oh, Derrick yeah. Henry. So, um, yeah, that was my clarification on that. But, again, as the defense is c- crazy, it was good to see how hyped up Lamar was at oh, the end yeah. of the game, oh, wow, obviously – this game against the, this game against the bills is gonna be uh I think is gonna be great um, but I, I just don't know it's 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 <laughs> uh, it's hard to say it's gonna be an offensive game because we just watched this Ravens yeah. team hold Derrick oh, yeah. Henry on a 13 but nobody has held the bills in I don't know five six weeks now at this point maybe even longer it feels like so we'll see what happens moving forward but do you want to talk uh, about the Bills briefly, game then? Yeah, I Since mean, we that did. is the matchup, and we already
1: kind of talked about our matchup. It's going to be a lot of offense, I think, and if Lamar Jackson takes control of the offense like he can, this team's going to be off and running, and uh, the offensive line has got to give him time to make better plays, passing plays, and Lamar can't win this game on his feet. I'm sorry, but, like, he's got to be able to complete the ball through the air as well. And for the Buffalo Bills, just keep on doing what you're doing. I think they honestly played a bad game that being against the Colts. The Colts are a great defensive team as well. They're one of the top five defenses. I mean, people can go look at this or that, but if you watch the Indianapolis Colts, the reason why they're in the playoffs. But the big thing here is got to shout out the Colts. And Philip Rivers, I mean, 309, one of those old dudes that we're talking about with Big Ben. 309, two touchdowns. Like, Philip Rivers trying his tail off to get this playoff win. Um, Jonathan Taylor is coming alive as a superstar in the NFL. 78 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean... The Colts are going to be good, and I could see Philip Rivers coming back maybe one more year. And this was a great win for Buffalo, and like I said, they didn't even play to their best of their ability, in my opinion. Josh Allen barely outthrows Phillip Rivers with 324 and two touchdowns. And, you know, he also had 54 yards on the ground and one touchdown, so it's going to be quarterbacks rushing uh, in that Ravens game as well. So, I mean, not much to talk about there besides it was a defensively sounded game. The Bills didn't even play that well, in my opinion. And they're still moving on to the next round, and they're still hot. I mean, still scoring 27 points against the Colts team is something you have to talk about as well. And I'm beyond excited for that matchup. And uh, the Bills can't look over the Ravens. The Ravens are for a birth to the AFC championship game.
0: Well, of course. I wouldn't say that they would have overlooked them at all. but. This is, I honestly, the bill, the Bills Colts game was one of the most surprising games I thought for the weekend, and that was because coming into the playoffs, I thought the Bills were just so hot it wouldn't matter, and then here we are at one point getting around halftime, the Colts are are still having still in the lead, so I was starting to get nervous, but you know. The biggest takeaway, or one of the biggest takeaways from the whole game, is how Josh Allen didn't look nervous at all throughout the entire game. He finally looked comfortable, which is a completely different Josh Allen than from what we saw in the previous playoff runs. Um, but they end up winning the game. They play. He plays great. Has over three hundred yards. Has a couple of touchdown passes. Yeah, I know Philip Rivers did look pretty good, especially considering his age, and they played well. I think that the Colts just need to get some more receiving help. If they get some receiving help, um, yeah, no, no I think I that mean, they could take it to the next level. Uh, yeah, if they get some receiving help, I think they can take it to the next level. Um, I think they they're going to obviously have to get a younger quarterback at some point. I don't know if Philip Rivers no, is still I know. It's around crazy. next season. That too. Um, yeah. I know, man. There's a lot of people that we grew up playing with, Madden. there's a lot of people that we grew up with, uh, just watching every Sunday that are not going to be in the league anymore. So it's kind of crazy yeah. to think about. But yeah, this Bills team was the better team we thought coming in. I'm glad that they're th- that they're the team moving forward. Because to be honest, I would have been upset if they got upset in the first round. Like they, I just, I just feel like we would have all been cheated out on some future games. So. Bills Ravens moving forward. I think that the right team won this game, but it was a lot closer. Yeah,
1: though. and it, like we I you know I said as well. It was a lot closer than I expected, but that's kind of all I had about that game if you want to get to the other two. Um Yep.
0: Oh, I want to get to the other two cuz one of them is mm, mm, one of them just has so me we're gonna get I, to got, your I got I got questions. You already know
1: the one game you're going to talk about. But let's real quick talk ball team. Uh Tyler Han- Hanky 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 Chris <laughs> Heineke, uh, Heineke. everyone's saying, "Oh, he's so good. He's this and that, da da, da 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 He was a backup quarterback in the playoffs. We've seen Nick Foles do this before. Granted, 306 one touchdown, one reception is great, especially against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Uh, with that rush, for it, everyone's getting backup quarters. We're gonna do to try to earn his money to try to. Oh, well, the dive was bad dive. That dive yes. though. Um, the Washington Football Team, uh, their division is wide open. Going to the playoffs at seven and nine. Their division. Pieces to be a good football team. I mean, Terry McLaurin is definitely coming, uh, becoming a superstar. Um, they have the McKisnick running back, as and they can be something here, uh, moving forward. I to see what they do. I think they need to go the quarterback route. I don't know how long Alex Smith is going to be able to go, um, with this comeback player of the year, you know, mentality and whatnot. And I don't think he's the franchise, you know, the face of the franchise for these next years coming forward. But they're only really bits and pieces away for being a good team. So I'm really excited what the football team, if they even get a mascot, uh, are going to do. And I know a lot of the fans there in Washington are getting super excited for that. But, of course, you know, I got to talk about uh, my man uh, T-Worth, Chase Young, said, I'm coming for Tom Brady. And Tristan said, yeah, nice try. Better luck next year as you're sitting home next weekend. And Tristan's playing uh, in the next round against Drew Brees, which, this is going to be a dog fight as well. You can't it's hard to be a team hard to beat. My apologies. Uh, to be a team three times in a row in one season. It's never happened to Tom Brady as well. And Tom Brady, people said he's washed. My man is playing at 42, 43 years old. 380 yards two in the playoffs in the National Football League. yank. My man is the GOAT, no doubt. Stats prove it, championships prove it. Games prove it. He's still balling out like he is now. It's a no-brainer, all right? And then we move on to the running game. We got Leonard Fournette, who came in for uh, Rojo, who got hurt, who actually hurt me in FanDuel, him getting hurt. Hopefully he'll be okay. But Leonard Fournette had 93 yards and a touchdown. He's looking like Jaguars uh, running back. And now, Yank, the pieces for Tampa Bay are finally clicking. Leonard Fournette playing like he did in Jacksonville. Mike Evans still proving that he's an elite receiver Antonio Brown is catching touchdowns. Rob Gronkowski is still blocking like a maniac. And, Yank, this team's finally coming together. This is the team that you were hyping up all season. They're going to be great. They have these pieces. They're finally coming together. But the, can they do it against them? I picked it against Chicago. Tampa Bay is going to go play in the NFC Championship a week later. I am so – this is the most anticipated game I uh, will be looking forward to. Towards the weekend, and I know I'm going to sit my butt on the couch, lean back, and just enjoy greatness. Watch Tristan play, and uh, they got to be ready to go, and they got to play with all those pieces. That was my recap of Tampa Bay and Washington.
0: Well, of course, um, and I got to go ahead and just keep saying, like I was saying, this is the trap game, and at certain points, I mean, you still get nervous because yeah, Heineke played a very good game. I mean, there the defense was. Not necessarily causing problems for Tampa Bay, but you know, they're still disruptive. You never know what could happen with them. And it was just it's a scary game coming in, but it's the goat at quarterback. You're right. The pieces are starting to kind of fall into place. Everything's starting right. to click the right way. And so like it's kind of crazy now that we're seeing like Antonio Brown catching touchdown passes on a consistent basis. Like he's developed the c- be everything that they hope them to be we haven't heard a peep really out of him <laughs> at all and then we got anything, yeah. and then we got mike evans still doing his thing leonard fournette all of a sudden shows up for night yep. yards and a touchdown rojo still on the bench or whatever if you really need to um like they, there's just a lot going on over there they got so much going on and tom brady throwing almost 400 yards at this age like it's crazy, and they get the win, and they're moving on, and they're going to play against Drew Brees and the Saints, which yes is the game we're all going to be looking forward to this weekend. But really, when it comes to the end of this game, like we all expected the Buccaneers to win. Like I don't oh, think yeah, anybody yeah. really vote. Like if you took Washington, yeah. like if you took Washington, it's ballsy, but like <laughs> Heineke. Is this their starting is this their starting quarterback uh, moving I don't
1: think so. forward? I think uh potentially put him in a QB battle for this game, but I don't see you know the front cover of all out to fans next year, but I don't know. I mean i I'd hopefully prove wrong, but I just don't see it right now.
0: I mean, my whole thing is obviously I like Alex Smith and he still has that veteran presence and still has that good command in the pocket and they've have a good record when he's their starter at under center, but obviously the mobility is lacking. Obviously he's lost the step ever since, ever since the injury and what are you expecting for 17 surgeries? But Heineke, if it's one game, one game, if one game could tell all like, this guy can be a starter in the okay. league. So, I, I really feel like what else do they have to lose? I don't know what kind of pick they're going to have this year um, in the draft. So, I don't really know what kind of talent they can get for a quarterback. I know that there's some people floating around. Carson Wentz could I, be a name Peterson that is tied to know, there. You the never know. Well.
1: Um, but they got two quarterbacks. Two yeah. I mean,
0: quarterbacks. You, yeah, you just yeah, – you, you never know. So, there's potential for a whole lot of things, but I I can't, I like the thought of him coming into next year, at least as the number one – listed as I number mean, one. I mean, on that whole,
1: card. you know, with Haskins being uh, – he needed that just to get his uh, mind in the right place. As well, Dwayne Haskins no longer with the Washington football team, but excited to see what they do with that. I mean, they have a lot of potential there.
0: Yeah, yeah. But moving on, let's get to the game where it's all like- – what what happened? Blowout. What happened? We were talking blowout and we were talking the other way.
1: All right. We were, <laughs> we're let started. me tell you, what I happened. don't I don't understand. Russell Wilson once again just does not perform. Uh, 120 uh four yards, at two touchdowns, interception. That's gonna not win you a playoff game. I'm sorry, Russ. Uh I think, um, I think he took You know, he cooked too much this year and wasted all of his lighter fluid. He wasted all of his meat that he was going to cook on the regular season early games, and he didn't have anything left for the rest of the party. The rest of the party's here sitting with their styrofoam plates saying, "Um, Russ, why aren't you cooking, Russ? Like, I ran out. I ran out my juice. Uh, Super sad for the barbecue there in my scenario we're talking. But, uh, you know, it's just tough to see. Uh, I'm expecting Seattle to play next week, but they're not. And uh, it would have been a great game uh, moving then. I think Tampa Bay would have went and played Green Bay. That would have been a ton of fun as well. But, uh, you know, you just look at that Seattle. team's like how they lose exactly like you said. And it's because it's it's the effect, Yank. And we've seen this before with multiple teams. We've seen this with our own teams or with basketball teams and whatnot. First of all, you got to shout out Cam Akers before I get into that debate. 131 yards, one touchdown. The offensive line was cooking. And that defense said, hey, move over, Russ. We're putting out your fire as well. But Jared Goff had surgery 11 days ago from that game uh, when he played on his thumb. And he goes out 9 for 19, 155 and a touchdown, playing better than, in my opinion, than Russell Wilson to win the game because Waldorf, uh left in an ambulance. So here's what I mean by this, Yank, is the effect. When your starting quarterback comes about, you know, he has a surgery 11 months ago. Everyone's getting excited, like, wow, you're playing through this, man. I'm going to play for you. And everyone's morale gets better. Everyone starts to play better. They're giving that extra oomph of effort. And it was just all about the momentum swing. Jared Goff comes in. He starts having bringing a little bit of swagger, starting to perform out there and beating Seattle. And they're like, wow, we're going to do this with a quarterback who just, you know, broke it, you know, got surgery on his thumb. Uh, a few days earlier, and it was all about the momentum in this game. And L.A. rode that till, you know, the horses came home. And, you know, 30 to 20 Rams win. And in a shocker, we were all talking blowouts. But uh, Jerry Goff said no way. So that's kind of my recap on that. And just seeing the momentum. The momentum was huge in that game
0: well i'm just i'm just more upset with seattle like obviously like i wouldn't have cared if they wouldn't blown him out but like i just this is their game to win like everything was in their favor like jared goff the starting quarterback for the entire season doesn't even start the game i know that he threw and basically played the majority of the game pretty much the whole thing but still like he doesn't start the game yep. so it's yep. already in your favor in a way um when he comes in, he's just off a of surgery, so he's got to come over, overcome adversity himself. You've got a of a running back who Cam Akers is very talented, yeah. but he's still young. And, he's still young and inexperienced. Like he hasn't done anything like crazy in the league at all yet. And then this—it's really like just such a letdown by Seattle because Russell will like Russell Wilson, who never gets the MVP vote <laughs> and probably and won't again but never, like, just never gets the MVP vote. We all have patented phrases, like, let Russ cook, does all these crazy things, like, it has all these crazy stats. But then when you show up in the playoffs and you have 11 for 27, like, I just, I don't know what Sierra <laughs> did the night before, man, but, like, yeah, damn, dang, like, got him. So, Russell, Russell Wilson was a let down. like, the turnovers, the Chris, nobody, <laughs> like, I'm just more frustrated with everything because then on the defensive side of things, like we're talking about, yeah, they haven't been great stat-wise. So it's not like it was necessarily a surprise that they didn't play well. But these are superstar names that they have on defense, like when big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. Like we we live by that, and all of a, and that's what you're going to show me on the defensive side of the ball. And then Jamal Adams. Like overhyped for this game at least. Like come on, man. Like I'm just I'm just so upset. They had everything was basically in my mind this was this was set up for them like 70-30 odds. I, I don't know.
1: Uh you know, it was 11, I don't know what happened. and you know my know biggest that. thing is like momentum here in that game. It's something that you can't see on the field, and you could just tell these players played to win.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. It's not like either of these two teams really, like, it didn't affect me watching any of these two teams win, but it was but just. But I just
1: know. It was shocking. That next I definitely did next week. They're going to go and lay an absolute leg against Green Bay. It's going to be a cakewalk for Green Bay. And, you know, my personal. Uh, thoughts about that the Packer team but uh easier route for them to the NFC championship so congrats Green Bay fans to the NFC championship you will be playing the Saints or the Buccaneers uh something that Yanks kind of been talking about all year the Packers are going to be one of those good teams but uh Rams I'm sorry I think the road's gonna come to an end next week but uh you know they came out and put up one of the bigger upsets of the year
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just totally dismiss them because I totally dismissed them against the Seahawks, and they come out and whoop that angle. Right? I can't do that. So they're going to come. They're going to come ready. They're going to go into Lambeau, which we've been talking about, is very, very hostile environment, even without the fans, just because the weather is an enemy of you. Uh, but I think you're right. I think that the Packers are going to have to win that matchup, and I think that. We should just get into the dang freaking predictions oh, yeah. for next week at this uh, really point, though, man. Let's down get here it. in
1: the wild card weekend. Hit up all the games. Like I said, a lot of exciting things there uh, to recap it as a whole. Um, Cleveland Browns are no longer Cleveland Browns. Uh, Mitch Fools MVP, the one and only. Uh, Saints Bucks, the oldest you know quarterback oh, battle problem. probably in playoff history. Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen. That's gonna be exciting. And then uh, the Chiefs and the Rams are gonna go be balling out. Uh, uh, the Chiefs and the uh, Browns we playing each other, and the Packers and the Rams. But uh, let's start off. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. Yank Packers are gonna beat the Rams. I'm gonna agree with everyone. I'm gonna agree with the fans. I'm pretty sure the Rams are winning due to another tie. Um, in the predictions, they're up by a half a game. Um, because of the tie for the uh, Seattle and Rams game, but uh, or one of the other games. My apologies. I think it was the Ravens and Titans. But uh, going Packers over the Rams
0: okay yeah and i'm with you on that like i i just have been saying it like they're the number one seed they got a buy um they're going to be playing at lambo where they are the only ones that are really truly used to that um i i, I think that it's going to be Packers for sure to and the talking about League.
1: the other team uh you know these predictions i was so biased uh just with playoffs i'm gonna be rooting for that team and whatnot but uh versus the buccaneers and the saints Honestly, like deep down, I truly believe in this is trying to keep bias aside, the Buccaneers will win this game or the Saints. For the key points earlier. Not uh it's hard to beat a team 3 times in a row, or 3 times in a year. Um I know it's said a lot. And then how they played last week did not convince me of anything and how the uh, Buccaneers have been closing out their season and uh, I think it's going to be a great resume builder as well for Tom Brady's great uh greatness.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of crazy to say that you can do anything to continue to add to his resume. But if he goes out and wins a championship, or even makes it to a Super Bowl or something like that, without Bill Belichick, like that just adds to it. So we've got that. Um, I'm with you. I think I've been saying that the Bucks are going to make it to the Super Bowl to represent the NFC this entire from the get go of this podcast. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm with you. I think that it's hard to beat a team three times. I think that the Buccaneers offense and is just absolutely clicking at the right time. The pieces that they got in free agency and all over the offseason are finally looking completely comfortable, and it's started to develop over the last few weeks. And they, they look great on offense, and then they're going against a Saints team who is still great and still has a great defense and has had – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers numbers throughout this season, but so, I, something just still doesn't strike me right about the New Orleans Saints offense right now. I don't know if it's just because I still believe that Drew Brees isn't the same Drew Brees anymore or what, but I, I do believe that the Buccaneers are going to win this
1: game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, I totally agree with you moving on to the next game, that being the Buffalo Bills and the uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, the two and a five seed for the AFC. And, I'm hopping on, like I said last week, that Bills' uh, wagon. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we're putting Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Bills are going to go play uh, my, you know, next pick. I'm going to do two of them right now. That being the Kansas City Chiefs, um, the Red Kingdom, the Browns. You know, you can say it's a fluke. It's not. But I just think the Chiefs are way too overpowered. I would love to see the Browns win. But strictly for our predictions, our pickums here for the Mickey Zizzy podcast, I'm going Bills and Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Something that everyone else wants to see as well.
0: Yeah, you know, like I think that it is what everyone wants to see. And I was the one that was talking about the Bills being the team that's going to compete with the Chiefs. But Uh-oh. for some reason, really? I feel like the Ravens are going to win this game. I really do. I really do. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the way that Lamar Jackson bounced back after being down 10-0. I don't know if it's his post-game interview. I don't know if it was his post-game interview. But the Buffalo Bills are not going to have as good of a defense, in my opinion, as what the Tennessee Titans do. Um, And I think Lamar Jackson is going to be able to have a little bit more freedom through the air and that he's still going to be able to do his thing running the ball and i believe the ravens truly found something by the fact that they really like i don't think they've ever let lamar jackson command the offense in the way that they did last weekend and i think that them that i think that oh i think that them last weekend doing that is going to be able to allow them to do that moving forward so i'm i'm excited for the ravens i think the ravens are going to pull the upset against the bills and it's going to be a ravens uh, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs Super Bowl, because as much I as I love the Brownies, like, I the Browns, yes, I well, think the Chiefs. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, my God, it's such a story. Like, Baker Mayfield. And I was looking at the stats even from back in college when they played each other. Like, when Baker Mayfield was in, at Oklahoma and Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech, Baker Mayfield threw over 500 yards, <laughs> over 500 yards and seven touchdowns. And Patrick Mahomes oh. threw over 500 yards and five touchdowns, so it was like, like they, the final score was like 62 to 56 or something. Like it was crazy. So I, I'm hoping that it's something spectacular, remarkable like that. Like <laughs> screw the defense. I hope they both go off. But, but I, I'm with you. I think that. I've been saying it all year, you should not bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. The only time I did was with the Dolphins because I had to. I just got to speak it into existence. But still, like the Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs. They got one loss in the season. They got the best quarterback in the league at the helm. The, and until somebody proves Exactly. one. Um, those going are our
1: predictions. We're going to throw them back out there on Twitter. I think the fans are winning by, we'll see who wins that. They won the NBA predictions technically by a half a game because of that tie and ended up beating you. <laughs> But uh, we're really moving and grooving on that, (laughs) y'all. A fantastic episode talking all football, football, football. Um, Championship college football is over. Can't wait to talk about the offseason moves there. And, you know, the NFL, we're still cooking to a divisional round here in the next coming week. And then we'll really get into our big deal, a big dive of basketball, which basketball low-key is dying to corona right now. Um, A lot of canceled games there, which we'll talk about in another episode. Remember, when you're listening, if you need to scroll on back to the part we talked about the gift card giveaway, Um, you just got to tell us the code and repost our episode. We're trying to spread positivity here at the Mickey Zizzy podcast. If you ever want to interview, come on down, hit me up. I'd love to interview you. Tell your story because, you know, we all need to be able to tell our stories and spread positivity here in the world. But Mr. Zizzy, anything else?
0: Yeah, no, just listen in, continue to share, help us out, help yourself out. We're just trying to spread the love, spread the fun, and let's continue on. So with that being said, if you're talking sports, it's a matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, you cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast.